0: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Chiefs. I am Seth Kaiser with TheAthletic.com. And since it's me and me alone talking to you, which it's been like that a lot, I think Chris and Ryan are ducking me, I'll tell you what. Um, You know that it's mailbag time. Actually, uh, Ryan and I are trying to figure out a day where I actually can have all of us together again, you know, like a big old happy family reunion. Um, But right now, I gotta tell you, I'm busy. I don't know what to tell you guys. So for right now, you're going to have to put up with me rambling incoherently in a mailbag format. I hope that's okay. As always, you guys provided a ton of questions. I hope to have answers. But if I don't, you know, you're basically powerless to stop me anyway. So I'm going to do it regardless. All right let's get right into it um there's 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 not a ton going on right now which always leads to rampant speculation on the internet and so right now basically everything that's going on is people talking about hypotheticals and that kind of thing uh one thing and i rarely do this you should maybe check out one popular topic of conversation has been patrick mahomes and regression i wrote what i view as the definitive article on it at the athletic.com go ahead and check it out um I mean, I would view it as the definitive one because it's my opinion. So, for me, it's quite definitive. Anyway, let's roll into the mailbags. Mr. C. David, my good friend Charlie, says, you must choose one. Oh, man, there's a whole list here. I like these kinds of questions. Um, Carlos Hyde or Daryl Williams? Carlos Hyde. Uh, Cody Thompson or Byron Pringle? Pringle. Uh, Gary Johnson or Ben Neiman? Ah, Neiman. Uh, Rashad Fenton or Mark Fields? Ah. I'm going to go with Fields just because I looked at Fenton and I just didn't see anything that stood out to me at all. And so I'll at least take the guy with the higher athletic profile. Anthony Sherman or it doesn't matter who you said. It's Anthony Sherman. For the record, he said Godzilla, but it's still Anthony Sherman. The athletic or the Atlantic. I cannot tell you the number of people. I mean, It's only been like a handful, but I've had people get in my DMs or get in my mentions that are very angry that I would work for the Atlantic Because of an article they wrote, you know, yeah, people are, you know, political leanings one way or the other, and they read something from the other direction and it offends them. Then someone get, like, some people get really mad at me, and I'm like, no, the athletic. Not the Atlantic. So, I would take the athletic. Yes, it doesn't make people yell at me as much. Cheeseburger or pizza or wings. I gotta take pizza. I'm a pizza fanatic. Oh right, um that was like multiple questions in one. You're lucky you're my friend. uh Anthony Stratton, uh, Mr. Arrowhead guys himself asked how many steps did it take DK to make this cut and he has a he has a, a clip of of DK Metcalf with the Seahawks making a an in cut. You know, Metcalf is to me an interesting example of how people view the receiver position. And what people value. Uh, yeah, I think you can tell a lot about what people value based on their evaluation of him. That's the reason I chose to take the question just because, not because, I mean, it was a funny joke, but he, he makes a lot of steps and trying to get into just what's basically a simple curl or comeback. I mean, so for me, I value route running a great deal athletic explosiveness is great but if you don't have quick feet and you don't run routes well i just don't know how much it's going to work out for you we saw that with chris conley now medcalf may well be different he may well be more explosive um and that that changes things significantly but for me i'll take the uh the, the quicker smaller guys who run great routes over almost anything else all day um now if you can get a guy who's you know huge and runs great routes like an aj green fine, that'll that that win the day. But often you don't, it's one or the other. Rusty asks, if you could bring back one ex-Chiefs player to come back in his prime and play for this Chiefs team, who would it be and why? So this is an interesting question because there are some Chiefs players who played, but they weren't really in their prime when they were Chiefs. I'm going to ignore that fact and view it in kind of a... You know, at any point in their career, not just the point where they were, they were Chiefs. And because of that, I would take Darrell Rivas, which obviously he was pretty washed by the time he made it to Kansas City. But at his peak, he may have been the greatest shutdown corner to ever play. Um, you know, all due respect to Deion Sanders. I mean, Rivas, he, he just wiped out elite receivers week in and week out for years. And I think you put him on this team, that would be unbelievably good for the entire defense. So it would be Revis. Um, It'd be a little bit of a different question if it's a guy who had his peak while with the Chiefs. I would probably still feel the need to go with a corner. And so I'm trying to figure out whether I would go with... Oh man, you know, there's so there's so many corners that have been good, but maybe not amazing. But I think I would have to maybe go with Albert Lewis or maybe I would have to go with Dale Carter, who I've always had an affinity for as good as James Hasty was as well. So those would be – it would be one of those guys. Uh, J.D. Chiefs, 1527 says, Chiefs fans appear to have forgotten about Darrell Williams. I think it would be better than Hyde. How do you see running back shaking out? Um, so I just chose Hyde over Williams. I, I think health permitting, I think Hyde has shown more at the NFL level than Williams. I like what Williams has shown. Running back is complicated because you know you've got Damian Williams, and you've got Hyde, you've got your two vets, then you got a bunch of young guys. Daryl Williams is showing a little bit in limited action. Um, and then you've got guys that they drafted, you know, you got Thompson, then you got the, uh, and then you, then you got James Williams, who everyone's kind of gaga about right now because he's such a good receiving back. I don't know. The the running back is so tough to predict, in part because the talent level generally is high across the board. And so they just, you end up almost picking nits. I personally think Damian Williams and Carlos Hyde are going to end up getting the lion's share of the touches to the great disappointment of many Chiefs fans who really want to see the younger guys, uh, you know, step up. Andy Mitts asks, how does one accomplish throwing a football with their head? Is this totally going to happen against the Raiders, right? Um, That's, I made a comment, um, may, I think on maybe, uh, almost entirely sports that, you know, Patrick Mahomes was gonna, you know, escape pressure, do a backflip, pump the ball 10 yards in the air, catch it, and then throw the ball with his head. I think how you would throw it with your head is you jam it into your, your, your face mask, but not too hard, and then you whip your head around down the field. And no one will convince me that Mahomes could not throw at least a 20 yard pass doing that. No one will convince me. Um, uh, Bryce Sedberg asks, Hill or no hill, who do you see making up the back end of the wide receiver group? Uh, special team ability and factor is read look for total depth. Dieter and Pringle are getting plenty of love from Chief's Twitter account. Thanks. Um Dieter and Pringle are getting plenty of love from the Chiefs Twitter account, and that might be in part because they know that people are concerned about wide receiver. Um, I personally think that Pringle is someone to keep an eye on. And this is mostly just more feeling than anything else and looking at his route running. Like I said, I value route running. Guys who run good routes That's universal. That gets separation in college and it gets separation in the pros. Uh, Pringle is not, you know, the most gifted uh, athletically receiver, but he's not ungifted either. He's not like slow out there, but he runs fantastic routes. From what I've seen, he's got reliable hands. Uh, If you watch him, for example, when Kansas State went up against uh, uh, Tremont Smith, I mean, he just completely roasted him. And so he, he was doing some things before he got hurt. He was, he, he arguably looked like the best receiver in preseason last year. And I know preseason is just preseason, but he's got the pedigree. I think that he could potentially make some noise. I see him end up at the back end. I see Dieter end up on the back end. I don't think there's going to be a ton of surprises there with the receiver position. Uh, Neil Maxwell asks, just curious where you stand on all this Reggie Ragland middle linebacker talk. It seems to be coming from more than one place. I haven't seen a lot of it. Um I- I've seen some, but in order to put Reggie Ragland a middle linebacker, you've got to do something with Ant- Anthony Hitchens. And he's not a Will. And he's not a Sam, in my opinion. I, I think they like Damian Wilson as the Sam guy. And so I just don't see it happening. We'll see. I hope they make it a legitimate competition. Best man win. Contract status be darned. But I think as, as the middle linebacker in the system that they're looking for, I'm guessing that Hitchens wins the day. But of course, we'll see what happens. All right, we're burning through these. We're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to be right back more and continue to burn right through them. Today's show is brought to you in parts by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, and get rewarded. Okay, we're right back to the mailbag questions with... Um, Mike, there's been a lot of talk about Sammy Watkins and Byron Pringle lately in the absence of Tyreek. That said, I feel like D-Rob, Demarcus Robinson is flying under the radar. Do you think he can make a jump this year as he already hit his ceiling? I like Demarcus Robinson in a lot of ways. I, um, he runs, he runs decent routes, not great routes, but I mean, he's got very quick feet. He's got good speed. He adjusts well to the ball. He plays schoolyard ball. Great. Uh, he seems to have a connection with Mahomes for the most part, but with Robinson, once again, on a snap-by-snap basis, I don't ever know, based on what I'm seeing, if he is going to the right place. He has more throws that where it seems like he and the quarterback aren't on the same page than any other receiver on the roster, and that's been going on for a couple years. And so I feel like if that was going to resolve itself, it would have by now. I think it's there for the taking. I think he's got the physical skill set. I just don't know about... His, his nuance within the offense, within the offense. Um, but he certainly, in my opinion, is a valuable third or fourth receiver to have. Um, Tyler McBean asks about projected wide receiver, tight end, and running back roster spots. What will the usage be for each? Also, there's a spot for Mike Fields on the roster. Like I said about Fields, I think Um, if you, if you've got a high physical ceiling, that's worth taking a look at. As far as the projected, uh, tight ends, I have no idea besides Travis Kelsey. I'm dead serious. We covered this on a previous mailbag. I have no idea how that could end up. Just maybe love it takes it. I have no idea. Maybe they make Sherman play tight end, which you know what? If they do great, I, I wouldn't care at all. If they had him do the stuff they had Demetrius Harris doing, I have no idea if the height difference is going to matter there, but I think he's more capable than Harris as a receiver, it's so all fine. Give Sherman an expanded role. Um, as far as wide receiver there goes. Um, you, you've got Watkins, you've got Hardman, you've got Robinson. Uh, I think Pringle makes the roster. I think Dieter makes the roster, and I think one of the rookies makes the roster. I, you know, I'm, I'm curious what direction they go with other stuff because that's not. It's not a terrible group, but it's not a group that's awe-inspiring either. And that leads you, especially as you get depth, I like Watkins. I, I think Robinson's okay, but as a number two guy, it makes me hesitate a little bit. So Chad Bryant asks, and again, of course, all of this is contingent on what happens with Tyreek Hill. I don't know what's going to happen with Tyreek Hill. That case has been very, very quiet. The NFL seems to be kind of done with things for right now. But I mean, the Chiefs have technically suspended him. Um, and there's going to be a fresh round of indignation when they unsuspend him, if they do that. So if no new information comes out at this point, I expect him to be a Chief this year, probably get suspended for a few games and then be back. And some people are going to have a real problem with it. Some people are not. And there's just not much else to say about that. Um, Chad Bryan asked, do you think the Chiefs should kick the tires on Jordy Nelson? So why, well, how will he help this offense? That's a lot of questions, Chad. Um, so with Jordy Nelson, he made a comment on the radio show that he would come back for the Chiefs. He said they better call soon. He's getting more out of shape every day, which indicates to me that they haven't called. Um, you know, Nelson, he was hamstrung by playing with the Raiders last year. So I don't really know what he has left. Uh, When I watched him just a little bit, he looks like he still runs decent routes. He knows where to be. He knows how to use his body. He's got reliable hands. And so for me, if you're talking someone who's like a reliable average veteran who will be where he's supposed to be and make the catches he's supposed to make and who will be able to learn Reed's system probably faster than some other guys. um, Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, especially when you're in a position where you're not sure about the ceiling or the floor, more importantly, of uh, some of the guys you have on the roster. I'd kick the tires on that. And I think he'd help the offense by being reliable. Um, he, he can still catch the ball down the field, even though he doesn't have speed like he used to. And so I, I just, you know, getting, catching the ball down the field is just as much about adjusting to the ball and knowing how to use your body and run smart routes as it is anything else. And so. I could see him being useful um, and I would definitely kick the tires on it. And so uh, that that's the direction I would go with that because wide receiver still makes me a little bit nervous, especially if Hill isn't playing. And again, um, as far as the Hill situation goes, we just don't know. Um, we know his version of events based on what his attorney said. We know the, the, nar- the other narrative of events. And I'm doing what I do. I'm just going to say it flat out. I don't, I'm not going to say that I know because I've seen too many cases where either version could be true. And anyone who tells me, Oh, well that means you don't care about the kid. And that's just not accurate. Okay. I have just seen too much. I've seen too much to believe, you know, that I know definitively what's going on. And so that makes me really hesitant to have an opinion one way or the other. Unfortunately, what I do know is that if he'll continues to play and make money, some of that money is going to go to his son. And that's, what I care about there. Anyway, big test asks over under Damian Williams, 1,300 all-purpose yards. And do you think he will start all 16 games? I think if Damian Williams stays healthy, I think it's going to be really, really tough for any running back currently on the roster to unseat him. Uh, he, he he runs fantastic routes. He demonstrated the ability to run the ball well within this system. Uh, he's very quick, very agile. He does a lot of things well. You can motion him out of the backfield, which causes all kinds of problems for opponents. Um if he's health if he stays healthy and he plays he starts all sixteen games, I think he'll absolutely have over thirteen hundred all-purpose yards. Um I think he'd probably be closer to maybe, you know, fifteen, sixteen hundred. Uh Jeremy Wood asks, do you think Patrick Mahomes will or Slash could win MVP a second year in a row. How much does it make his next contract worth? Long live Patrick Mahomes, long live Chiefs Kingdom. Even if Mahomes doesn't win MVP next year and he's just, you know, merely great again. But they don't give it to him because back-to-back MVPs, that's only happened a few times, I think. I remember I was looking this up recently. So I know it has happened. Peyton Manning's done it. But... It's hard to do. Now, as a quarterback, it could be done, but like anyone else, um, you know, the, the people who award the MVP, they don't like giving it to the same person, you know, multiple years in a row. It's kind of like, you know, the, the Jordan rule back in the nineties in the NBA. They were really going to give it to the most valuable player every single year from what, 1990 on. That he played every season, it would have been Michael Jordan, right? Um, up until the last couple of years, every year it would have been LeBron James. Uh, and that, that's, and then football is kind of similar. Really almost every year it would have been either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but that's just not the way it works. So I would be surprised if he wanted a second year in a row, but it's still his contract's going to be enormous. It's going to be record setting. My biggest hope is that they find a way to enlarge the entire pie to where they don't fight too much over who gets what and who wins what. Um, I would love for the Chiefs to do something creative, like offer him an unusually long contract with much more guaranteed money than you generally see on those contracts, thus them assuming some of the risk. But for a more set amount per year to where, you know, 5, 10 years down the road, or 5, 10, where, you know, 3 or 4 or 5 years down the road, when the salary cap continues to grow, it's a relative bargain. And that way you have kind of assumption of the risk by both parties. That's what I would like to see. But I don't know if, if anyone's willing to do that on either side. Um, Hunter Backstraffs. Who do you think our front seven starters on defense are? Who do you think will be second on the depth chart for left end and right end? Ah, uh, Left to right. Well, maybe not left to right. But uh, I think you're going to have Okafor. Chris Jones. Derek Naughty, Frank Clark. Damian Wilson. Anthony Hitchens and D. Why am I not remember? D. Williams. No, not D. Williams. The linebacker they just traded for that you all can give me a whole bunch of hard time for not remembering his name. That's embarrassing. I got to tell you, cause I wrote, uh, I wrote Darren Lee. Yes. I, I, man, I feel so stupid right now. I wrote an entire article about the guy. There's too many Williams and Darren's and I just, I'm, bit, I'm mixed up. Please still trust my analysis. <laughs> and so I think those are the those are the front seven. I think on the back end, or not on the back end, but at the backup spots and the ends, I think you're going to see Ogba um, rotate in quite a bit. And I think Breland speaks. I think he might shift to a little more of an interior role, but I think he'll rotate in as well. All right. We're going to take our second break and we are going to steamroll down for the rest of these questions. Today's show is brought to you by Untuck It. Dads come in all kinds of shapes and sizes, and so should their shirts. Untuck It is a solution that fits just right. No tucking or tailored required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA to get 20% off. All right, we're going right into it. Oh, man, Brian Corrender. Brian, thanks for the reminder. I'm a little thirsty. Ah, I had someone ask me to stop doing that because I'm wasting precious minutes of their life. My rebuttal to you, if you're listening, I don't remember your name and I apologize for that. My rebuttal to you is, technically, technically, you're already wasting precious minutes of your life listening to me talk. So, anyway, uh, Glenn Maratia, Marietta, Marietta Glenn, I've known you for like a decade. And I still not know how to pronounce your name, man. Anyway, he, uh, he, he's, he's a member of the old Arrowhead Pride crew that I have known for way too long. He says, dust is settled. All the major moves are done. The core is in place. How dare you act like they're not going to trade for, for Patrick Peterson, Glenn? Man, I am triggered. Just so you know, you have triggered me, sir. Is this team Super Bowl caliber? If not, what's the reason? It's absolutely Super Bowl caliber. Um... You know, there are certain things that could stand in the way, you know, thin, looking thin at the cornerback position is is troubling. Uh, looking thin at wide receiver and tight ends, a little bit troubling, not nearly as much. And Glenn and I, Glenn, I know you and I kind of see things the same way when it comes to Andy Reid. I know that, you know, Reid has his issues. But Reed paired with Mahomes, both of us are kind of a similar ilk where it's like, look, the offense is going to be fine unless something terrible happens to Mahomes, and in which case the offense ain't going to be fine no matter who you've got at wide receiver. And so I'm just not that worried about the offense. And will it be record setting like last year? No, I don't think so, but it might. I don't know. But it doesn't need to be if the defense doesn't completely suck. And so the, the, the reason that I would see again is that all the moves that they've made has just been too much. Maybe Spags doesn't really have it anymore. Um, you know, the cornerback position is too thin. Maybe some of the moves they made at safety also don't quite pan out. Maybe no one besides Matthew plays that well. Maybe Matthew doesn't pan out or Clark doesn't pan out the way they want. If those things happen, then I could, I could see it definitely stopping them short of a Super Bowl. But the reality is they are good enough to win a Super Bowl and they should be one of the favorites, even if they are completely done. Um, Jonathan asks, why is such a hype train on Byron Pringle? Hey, how dare you? On Chiefs Twitter, hey, hey, I'm part of that hype, my friend. Uh, seen several tweets, no love for D-Robber. They're trying to get fancy root for Pringle because he's local. Um, that might be part of it, but it might also just be that he's playing really well, too. And so, you know, we'll have to see what happens. Blaine Miller asks: Besides Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill, who will lead the Chiefs in receiving yards this upcoming season? That's very easy. Travis Kelsey, and he might lead them in receiving yards regardless. It's funny, people are almost sleeping. Travis Kelsey has been great for years now, and you can kind of see it starting to where people are starting to take his greatness for granted. He is unbelievable. He is, he's uncoverable. He's fantastic. He looked at times last year like he was running just a little bit slower, but that's not really a, uh, a necessarily... Huge issue for someone like Kelsey because after one, we know that he was struggling with an injury. And for two, we know that he he's just getting older. He's a great route runner and it really doesn't matter. And he was still creating all kinds of separation. For what it's worth, I just realized as we record that my microphone came out. And now I've just been on the laptop mic for the last however long. So hopefully it doesn't sound like garbage. And I'm just going to apologize in advance to Ryan for making his life harder um bob sutton (laughs) hi bob asks taking all emotional emotion and sentimentality out of it should the chiefs cut colquitt for fox p.s i really like the guy i just know nfl is a cutthroat business i'm thinking i mean colquitt he had before last year you maybe could have talked me into it but i don't i don't know at this point um colquitt did a pretty good job last year really good job and i trust him when the chips are down to make really good punts so, I, don't know. I mean, it just all depends on what the guy shows. Because, like you said, it is a cutthroat business. And if they think another guy can do the job similarly, um, for significantly less money, they will absolutely do it. All sentimentality aside. Clint asks, would you turn on Mahomes if he publicly denounced barbecue in all its form with Chiefs Kingdom? Thank you, sir. At this point, I don't think there's anything Patrick Mahomes could do outside of, you know, the extremes, like something illegal or something really horrifying. To make Chiefs Kingdom turn on him. If he said he was a vegan, you still wouldn't see Chiefs Kingdom turn on him. They would say, look, if he's vegan, I'm vegan. I'm kidding. I wouldn't go vegan no matter who did it. But I just don't think there's anything he can do to make them turn on him at this point. I mean, he is the most popular person in Kansas City. And it is not even close. Not even close. Um. Chiefs Man 1 asks if I can provide... Seth, can you provide us with the links to your primary articles on how you review and evaluate film, links to other articles, info you use, rely on, like over the cap, etc. How many hours a day a week do you spend reviewing film? I probably spend, depending on the types of articles I'm writing, during the season, I probably spend about 10 hours a week, maybe. I mean, it's not about... You know, people can be oh, I spend 40 hours a week grinding film. It's not really that. It's just you spend as much time as you need to answer the questions. And my time has gotten less the more i've developed kind of systems and that kind of stuff i'm not gonna necessarily share exactly everything i rely on because then you'd know exactly how to do my job but i'd rather you not know that because i like my job um but i do uh, almost every article that i write whether it's a quarterback review offensive line defensive line i always provide a link explaining the terminology and what we're looking for there and so those should always be in there um I, I do rely on over the cap for, for cap information or spot track. Um, and then, as far as you know, basic football information. If there's something I haven't heard of, I, if you follow the right people on Twitter, you see a ton of great football information, and you have it at your fingertips. Um, there's a lot of great websites that explain a lot of complicated football information, like inside the pylon stuff like that, to where you really can up your knowledge just with online resources. And and then it's just a matter of you watch the film. Brett Veach even said this; it was interesting in the first episode of the franchise. He just said, you know, you watch enough film, you start to figure out what to look for. All right. Jason says, what did you think of the Debo sign-off? I respect him a lot. He made my trip from Montreal to KC awesome. Gave me a game ball um, from LJ last 100-yard game in KC. That's cool. I'm glad they did that for Dwayne Bowe. I know people were skeptical of the whole retiring thing. Um, you know, oh, they're just doing it to cover things up. I would just keep in mind that these t- things take time to put together. And so I'm not entirely sure it was all meant to be timed out for the same week or anything like that. I think maybe they just had time to do it. Um, I think they always had it in the works for these players. I think it meant a lot to the players. Uh, It clearly meant a lot to, to Bo. Um, you could see the emotion there. And, you know, Bo gets a lot of hate from Chiefs fans that I kind of hate to see because there were years when he was the only fun thing to watch on that offense. And it's really easy to forget now because he kind of slowed down a bit and things kind of got weird and all that. It's easy to forget that there were, there was a three or four year period there where he was a stud receiver playing for absolute garbage offenses. And him after the catch was incredibly fun to watch because he was just a beast after the catch. Lance asks, which is bigger? Gut punch, Ford's offside, or the kicker shall remain nameless. No, we we're naming him now, guys. Lynn Elliott, that's his name. And let's face it, Lynn Elliott wouldn't have mattered as much if Steve Bono hadn't thrown a zillion interceptions. Or wait, was that when Gerback threw a bunch of interceptions? No, that was Bono. And so, I just don't... we, we, We broke the curse. Remember? They won that. They've won two games now at Arrowhead since then. They won against the Colts of all teams in the snow and cold. So that curse is over. Um, the Ford off sides hurt way more just because, I mean, the stakes were higher. And I'm not sure that team with some of the flaws that they had would have won the Super Bowl regardless. Whereas I am convinced that with two weeks to prepare, I'm convinced the Chiefs beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. I'm convinced of it. And that just bums me out. Um, plus, you know, I'm older now. And so it was just more of a, you know, you know, it affects you a little bit more because you just like, you understand how rare those opportunities are. Uh, Lewis G asks, what do you think the Chiefs are waiting for to sign Chris Jones to a long-term deal? I have no idea, but I want them to do it quick. Um that jones is a player you build around not a player that you ship out the pastor in my opinion so hopefully they are working on it they've said they're working on it they said it's a priority these things just take time jesse berkey says have you ever seen anyone be nice on twitter yeah i have i think it's easy for us to only focus on the negative stuff much like in real life but i've had plenty of people be very very kind to me on twitter um Carl Hungus asks, if you could bring back one commenter from the old Arrowhead Pride days to comment on Chiefs Football now, who would it be and why? Oh man, I don't know. I, uh, I, 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 miss my friend, uh, I, how, what was his name? Casey Satchmo or whatever it was. But, you know, for those of you who weren't on Arrowhead Pride years and years ago, maybe I have no idea who I'm talking about, but he, he was a sharp guy and always great for analysis. I enjoyed him. Um, Derek. Newson asks, what possible players do you think becoming see becoming free agents that you think would be a good pick up the cheese and would make an impact? I have no idea. And I would tell you, you know, it's impossible to figure this stuff out. It just is. A Salary cap-wise, most teams don't need to cut anyone. And so I would uh I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even dream on speculating on that kind of thing. Uh, Blake, Terrence, of course I speculate on all kinds of stuff that I don't really know, but you know, we're gonna ignore that. Just a few more, and then we got to get going. Hopefully, again, the microphone hasn't caused too much damage here. Blake Terrence asked, thoughts on Goodell's comments on the preseason? Some rare candor from him there. How do you think it should be changed? Um, from what I've seen, most players say that they think they only need two preseason games. I think that the veterans need that. I do think you should have a third preseason game, a final one, for the guys trying to make the roster. Because that's one thing, you know, you get that half-empty stadium and or or like almost all-empty stadium. But if you watch, those guys are fighting. They are fighting for everything. This is their shot. And you see it with every catch, with every run, with every block. And I think those guys deserve that extra chance to really show who they are. And again, you know, does that last game really move the needle that much? I don't think so. But, you know, if it does move the needle even a little bit for just one guy... That's worth it to me. All right. That is what I've got time for today. I appreciate you guys listening again. I really hope that the audio wasn't too messed up by my microphone mistake there. I apologize to Ryan. And speaking of Ryan, check out the stuff he's doing on RGR football. Check out the stuff Chris is doing on Chiefs Digest. Um, make sure you listen to them every every day. They do a great job. I really appreciate them. Um, check out the stuff I'm doing at The Athletic. There's always discounts available and free trials available and all kinds of stuff. You want to just check it out. I've got like 150, 160 articles you can read. And so there's plenty there. Believe me. I really appreciate you guys listening. As always, this is one of the most fun parts of my job. Uh, take care of yourselves until the next time we talk. And as always, it is a fantastic week to be a Chiefs fan subscribe to the show on itunes or google play follow the show on twitter at locked on chiefs check out my work at rgr football on youtube chris's work on locked and all of seth's film analysis at theathletic.com thanks for listening